Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. I'm watching you. You know the team name isn't actually the Watchmen, right? Oh. Did that just throw you through a loop? Uh, I'm watching you. <laughs> Great. Yes, yeah, we're talking Watchmen this week. Yes, we are. As um, I have been just, I take every possible opportunity to shit on the Snyder bros. That's thought, true. Thought maybe we'd uh, take a break from that and talk Watchmen, the uh. movie, the divisive movie. Where will I land on it? Ooh, you don't know. Uh, no, I think it's funny that after all these years, we're coming back to Watchmen. Should make you read the comic again. I think I might be more apt to read it this time. <laughs> Revisited. Yes. I'm a man of accomplishments this week. Oh, really? What have you accomplished? I have now read every Stephen King book except for the one that came out today. Oh, well, congratulations. So you've <laughs> almost, you're 99% of the way there. I climbed that mountain and then immediately got kicked off of it like a day later. Wow. Did you know the book was coming? Yeah. Oh. I was trying to get through the last one. I was like, I got to get this done by the- So that's like saying, I let every lap of the race except for the last one. You're still- Well, they just added a lap to that race. You know, that sounds like a you problem more than a accomplishment problem. But I'm done, except I'm not. I wonder how many people have read his entire catalog outside of him and his publishers. I don't know. Do you want like a shirt, a mug, some sort of bumper sticker? No, I don't like putting accoutrement on the vehicles. That's true. It's kind of, kind of. Uh, I don't want to say it's hokey. I mean, there are some clever bumper stickers out there. Not gonna do it. I'm, oh. not, a, I'm not a bumper sticker guy. What about a like a car magnet? You can put it on there for a little bit, and you're like, hmm, don't like it, so I'm gonna take the magnet off. That's a very specific magnet that I don't think anyone has. But the internet exists. You can make magnets. Set up an Etsy shop. I think I'll pass. Okay. Well, there you go. This right. week. Was there any? Did you have any other accomplishments? No. Oh, okay. Well, congratulations. I'm proud of you. I didn't die of dehydration today, so that's a plus. Yeah, well, you've been inside your air-conditioned house. <laughs> yeah. Still warm in here. It's true. That sucker's been running all day. Yes. But what we got going on this week? Usual stuff. News of the week. Mm. Weird comics facts. Sports mm. reports. Mm. Ahsoka. That was a long time ago from the time I watched it. Well, because well, the new one comes out today, but they're out coming out at 9 o'clock at night. Like, I'm not doing that. I did watch it the night it came out last week. Oh, I didn't. It took me a few days. And Watchmen, and it made that song that was the last thing, and your questions. So from there, let's mm. just dive straight into the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Mostly trailers this week. Yes. Except a very funny report that um, Warner Brothers Discovery has lost more money by themselves than all of the writers are asking for in their entirety. And that's just one studio. That's how much money they've lost. That's not good. Yeah. Doesn't seem like a smart business decision. No, I don't think that's a good business model to lose that much. At this point, I don't understand it. Yeah. If you've already lost more money than was being requested with no signs of stopping and you're just one studio, what are you doing? Not well. That's what you're doing. You're doing not well. What do, you, do you think these people are just like, these executives are just not tapped in and they're just like, aren't looking at anything? I think what we're going to find out is as much as they felt like streaming would be a cost saving measure, it's actually been a cost creating measure. You're not getting, I think it, it, when I think about it logically and why the studios might be struggling with the money aspect, the return on investment just isn't there like it used to be like before streaming. People can wait and be patient, and the studios are releasing these movies to be streamed, you know, 
well before they would come out on physical medium in the past. So if you're patient, you're not going to, you're not going to like attend like, you know, 15, 17, whatever dollar a month subscription is a one-off a month as opposed to a 15, $16 movie ticket. It's so I, I think the that's, lack of negotiation is baffling. Well, because I think the studios have painted themselves into a corner because now they're like, well, we probably realize that streaming is not the, the revenue creator that we thought it would be. In fact, we're, it's kind of like a kid in a candy store. Oh my God, we can stream. We can make all of these different things and make extremely streaming exclusive, but the return on investment isn't there. You don't have, you know, when you're ad free, you don't have the advertising revenue when you're not putting things like all these streaming shows that would be on TV. They're not on TV. There's no advertising revenue. And then again, I think the big thing is the movie revenue. They're not getting the cinema revenue from putting these things in theaters. I mean, they are, but people are just like, "Mm, I don't want to go to the theater. I don't have to go. I can just wait two months and it's going to be out on streaming. Think about how long that turnaround is compared to what it used to be. There's no urgency to go to the movie theater anymore. And that was the big moneymaker. That was just an original thought I had. It popped into my head. Agree or disagree? I agree that you occasionally have a thought. But it, is my logic not sound? King of king of all pop media? No, I think it's just more people being wildly disconnected and um, the idea of anyone taking away even a fraction of their money is frightening. Yes, they're the not making the same amount of money. And again, I think it comes back to what was the traditional revenue source for the... Think about Marvel movies. And like one movie would be, a, a, like it'd be the studio's entire year. They would make up for everything in one movie. You're not getting that anymore. People aren't lining up around the block to see some of these movies. Stupid news, but um, not going to play the theme. I'll bring it back one day. Probably should have played it for that. Oh, okay. Warner Brothers thing. Mm. The yesterday lawsuit has been officially thrown out. Have you heard about this? No. It looks like you were about to feign interest for a second, then you realized you didn't know what I was talking about, and you gave up. Yeah, I gave up. <laughs> I don't know what the yesterday. Ow! Ah! I was pulling up my NFL notes, but continue. The yesterday it's like lawsuit. Two segments from now. Oh wait, so wait. Yesterday, that was the movie about the Beatles and the guy who writes all these songs that were Beatles songs, but the Beatles never existed. Correct? Yeah. Okay. See, I uh, know. With within uh, the marketing for that movie, kind of before she was big, um, it had a couple of shots of Anna De Armas in there. Mm-hmm. And when the movie came out, they ended up cutting her role entirely, ah. which wasn't a very big role at all. But these two jabronis. Not us. No. The, the two different jabronis. <laughs> Rented the movie with the idea that Ana de Armas was in there, and she wasn't. So then they had the genius idea to go to Google Play and rent it a second time and watch it a second time there just to see if she was in it, and she wasn't. So they were suing for damages, millions of dollars. And they also kept changing their story, and a judge threw it out. He said, this is self-inflicted stupidity. Yes, <laughs> it is. He didn't say stupidity, but the term self-inflicted wound was in there. Ooh, it's never good when a judge tells you what you've done was self-inflicted. Yeah, so uh, that idiocy was thrown out. Good. And she's still going to get paid for name and, name and uh, image and likeness use. I mean, she got paid for being there. She yeah. just didn't, wasn't in the final product. No, she was not. Yeah, the, the yesterday lawsuit has been thrown out. Good. Speaking of good things. That would now be yesterday. Depending on who you are. Mm. Um, How I Met Your Father was canceled after two seasons. Oh. Good. I watched this piece of crap. Was it not good? I was in it for the cameos. It was a surprise when there was a good episode. What's funny, by the way, not funny, I guess it's not the right term. What was interesting, it's funny you mention How I Met Your Father. Guess what Bob Barker was 
watching and binging in the last days of his life. Obviously, he didn't know at the time it was the last days of his life. It's been the last days of Bob Barker's life since the 90s. That's not true at all. He was a very old man. Well, I mean, the 90s were 30 years ago. He was in his 60s in the 90s. He looked ancient. I mean, you know, a life of perpetually giving out prices and numbers can be wearing on you. Apparently. How I Met Your Mother. He was, you know, watching How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, because he's on that show. Is he? Yeah. Oh. I don't think he was watching his episode on repeat, but... There's one of those game show guys. I think it was Bob Barker. I don't think it was, but could be. I'm not going to look it up. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, yes, sad that people are losing their jobs. Yes, they never answered the the mystery of who the father was, but ultimately it was a bad show. It wasn't funny. I didn't like the characters. And uh, when I realized that season two was being split in two, that it was going to be twice as long as season one, I was like, no, that's not the reaction you should have when a show has more episodes. Mm. It's like distress. Like, oh, God. And now it's done. And, you know, the world is better for it. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, fans of that show. A little bit more news. Doctor Who. This one I'm actually excited about. The identity of the new Rose has been revealed. Get ready to engage in this conversation for that show you know nothing about. Nope, I have no clue. The identity of the new Rose, not Rose Tyler, a new actor coming in to play Rose, has been identified that her parentage is Donna Noble. She is Rose Noble, hinting that Donna still has some memory of the Doctor in her, even though if she remembers him, she'll die. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, there's a lot of things that when I remember them, I'm like, oh man, I wish I hadn't remembered that. <laughs> well, they don't won't usually kill you. No, no, I've had many memories and I'm still here. But there we go. That uh, So the identity of Rose has been revealed. Now let's get into trailers because it's basically all that happened this week. All right. Loki, it's hard to call it a trailer because it was 45 seconds. They crammed a lot into that 45 seconds. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to start seeing more of this from Marvel because also like I think this trailer and the events of the Marvel's trailer are kind of similar in that like there's a kind of like a quantum entanglement kind of thing that's going on here. Yeah, if anything, and it was like I said, it's only forty five seconds, but it made me a little more interested. In the show, it st- it looks like it might have kind of a unique vis- visual style to it, mm. which I I'm looking forward to. I like some of the hinting of like maybe even more Loki's. Like we get like the shadow of like the two and like that kind of classic horned helmet. Yes. Not that we didn't get like enough Loki's last season. Who is Loki talking to in the beginning? It's like you wouldn't believe me if I told you what was happening, or it was something similar to that effect. Um, I assume that's Owen Wilson's character now that he's been reset. If I remember season one right. Mm, true. It could be could be that. I'm wondering deep down, just an interesting thought. Thor is believing Loki to be dead. He's not gonna be in this. Oh well. He's pretty burned out on Thor. Well, fair enough. It's like the next time I come back, I want to die, if I come back at all. Mm. Well, then me now having that knowledge changes my thought. But I'm I'm almost wondering if it isn't Owen Wilson's character. I feel like it's going to be somebody, like it's going to be like one of those interesting spot cameos where like everyone's like, you should be dead, Loki. He's like, well, you wouldn't believe it, but I don't know. I'm just going to, I want to throw a wild prediction out there. And t- they're still putting um, Jonathan Majors in that marketing. I'm like, all right. I mean, like it, said it like 20 times with the show already. I will stand by innocent until proven guilty, but you still think that might damage your marketing. Uh, yeah. My, so whatever. Your call, guys, but I, I, I don't know if I'd be doing that. Well, but I, I mean, also remember the time you do that you. remember the time that Ezra Miller couldn't do any press for The Flash and people kind of attributed <laughs> some of the didn't problems. Didn't show up for that movie. Yes. Its streaming numbers are also terrible. That movie bombed in theaters and it's not even doing well on streaming. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, 45 seconds of Loki. I'm getting a little more, I don't know, getting a little more hyped for it. Speaking of hyped, Godzilla Minus One had a trailer, which is, I, I don't, I can't tell if it's like supposed to be a prequel entirely or if it's supposed to just be 
like its own unique version because this is coming from toho the studio that did all the stuff this is yes. unconnected from all the american movies and in every continuity because godzilla has been rebooted a ton of times they've always at least kept the first movie within the continuity yes and tokyo continues to have a rough go of it so i feel like this is going to be i don't know I'm, I'm kind of under the impression that uh, this is going to be the first uh, toho movie that isn't connected to that continuity in some way to be fair i never saw shin godzilla so i don't know if that one connected i assume it did i'm short one movie guys jesus mm. That's not true. I haven't seen a Godzilla okay. movie, but I've seen enough. This looks badass, though. I like Godzilla is just a just kind of a shithead, <laughs> and not like I'm saving everyone. That's fun sometimes too. But I also just like it's like you know I'm gonna screw up Tokyo. Yeah, Tokyo. Well, you didn't think that trailer looked cool? I thought it looked. I liked it had a little bit of like the old school Godzilla feel to it. I love that it is in Japanese. The visuals, at least the color palette, seem very bright to me. For like a Godzilla movie, yeah, they're showing him all in the daylight. Oh yeah, he's he's out there in daytime. <laughs> you want to see it? Here he is. In Here all he his comes, and all of his very spiky glory. Yeah, what of like nuclear blast kind of images too. Like, I mean, like that image of the nuclear blast, and this is supposed to be post-war Japan. No, but also like it was more than just that. It felt like it was more to that. Like plus, Godzilla swings his tail through a building and destroys it, and that's badass. He looks. Sc- I like that they made him look like scary in this one. Yeah, he has a lot of teeth. A lot of teeth needs a lot of floss. Yeah, I don't know. It looks cool. I'm excited for it. I'm definitely gonna watch it. Yeah, no, I think it looks uh, wherever it eventually comes out. I like the premise too. Like, like Japan had nothing, and now it's like even less because Godzilla took it away. Yes, a story about um, the fallout of nuclear war. Yeah, boo. And then also, oh, this is getting looking better by the day. Exorcist Believer had its second trailer because that's coming out next month. Yeah, and your thoughts? I thought it looked awesome it does oh my god i'm not much of a i'm not a scary movie horror jump scare kind of guy i have a sneaking suspicion you're gonna force me to endure this movie not probably not this one okay thank you but the first one i almost said they're here but that's poltergeist yes that's a very different movie yes no like to give you an idea about how i handle those movies i remember watching poltergeist when i was younger and i couldn't look at a tv that had static on it for like a decent amount of time yeah i uh the beginning of the trailer the idea that because we don't really, because this is supposed to, it's skipping Exorcist 2 and 3. This is his own new timeline, what they did with Halloween with the same director. Where Reagan, one of those little Pazuzu girls is like, Reagan's dead and burning in hell. I'm like, interesting. But is she really dead? Can we get Linda Blair in there? I don't know. But I thought mm. it was, at least was maybe like, ooh, I wonder what's going on with Reagan. What happened after that whole thing with being possessed? That's a good question. Um, I thought the visuals look really cool. I think the, the kid actors look really good. And I love that there's two of them, and they lay out the plots like, you can save one of these girls, but you have to decide which little girl you're going to kill. Like, that's fucked up. That is very... Also, when the... It's a Sophie's choice, but with possession. Yeah. Also, the little girl, when she's like, I don't want to go to hell. Like, I was like, Yeah, that was good. I was, I was like, that's terrifying. Yeah, that, that really looks like really fun. It, well, I mean, if you think demon demonic possession is fun. But it certainly... Ride that train, or whatever. You get Ride a feeling that, that it's, Ride something. it's the same demon that possessed the girl in the first movie yes it's like his name is pazuzu yeah pazuzu i'm back for some more pazuzu part two pazuzu two electric boogaloo there you go see that <laughs> it rolls off the tongue yeah I, i'm looking forward to this movie and then the mar- I, I think that you should rename it pazuzu two electric boogaloo mm, i don't think so and then the marvels Fine. had their final trailer i think is that what they said maybe i was actually very under this trailer felt like somebody put together an iMovie. yeah i I don't want to crap on this movie because I haven't seen it, but ooh boy, does it look generic. The trailer was super generic. Like it was like, a f- it, when I watched this, I had to double check. I think it was the, I think it was Screen Rants. 
YouTube channel. It was like a legitimate YouTube channel in which I watched this trailer on. It just felt like somebody, like it was a fan-made trailer on iMovie with like some stock. Like there was no like, I'm used to Marvel trailers having like mo- like a modern music soundtrack or something to it. This just felt very stock and not good. <laughs> the trailer was not good. That shot of the Flurkin like riding on her shoulder while she's flying like that compositing is so bad. But would you agree? the worst I've ever would, seen. Would you agree the trailer felt bad. like it was put together by a 12 year old on an iMac? I just, yeah, that. Like the, the sound level, the, just. I mean, I'm going to see it. Yes. But, but like the sound mixing seemed off that on it. Sunk cost thing. The the title cards seemed off on it. All the flurkin cats floating in space. I like that shot. I love that shot. <laughs> that, that That's like you, the redeeming quality. I was like, yeah, I think that there might have been another trailer too. I was like, I like that shot. And you also, it kind of gave, it kind of threw out the baby with the bathwater. You see, kind of, I'm guessing it's like an early boss fight with whomever no, Captain think- Marvel's pissed off, but they're all using their powers. And they're all like transforming where they are in the same circle around the yeah, boss. Yeah, no, I think that's the finale. Yeah. I also didn't like the line from Monica Rambeau where she's like, you can create light and I can see it. I'm like, we yeah. can all see light. Be a little more specific. Look, light, it's all around us. I see it. Yeah. And she can cre- turn light into physical matter. And I've never seen that before. I did. It was on a Disney Plus show. It's called, yeah, Miss Marvel. I also think it's like they're not giving um, Monica Rambeau like a fun code name. They're just like Captain Rambeau. I'm like. She's had other like titles, like Photon was one of them. Go with Photon. Mm. Sounds more superhero than just like Captain Rambo. I like Photon because it makes me think of Photon torpedoes, which also don't make any sense because Photons are just like light. So, But the torpedoes themselves are solid. Yeah, you have to load them. They shoot stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, kinda, I don't know. Um, I'm not particularly excited about this movie. Could surprise me, though. Sometimes that works. Sometimes I go into a movie with no expectations, and then I like it mm. <laughs> because it, you know, Going above the bar that I've set for myself. Not a very high bar, but no. a bar nonetheless. That is the news. Holy shit. I guess it, it, was, it was Labor Day weekend and there's a strike going on. Two what strikes. do you want? Two yeah. strikes. No, I think that was a that was a tidy news segment. Fine, I'll give you one more. Okay. I didn't I didn't need one. I was just shocked that it was that Two quick. Walking Dead spin-offs and Interview with the Vampire have been able to strike a deal with AMC to resume filming, but it's just specifically those three shows, not everything across AMC. Oh, okay. There you go. So, you know, count that as sub-forward progress. Good forward for... I mean, AMC can only show Shawshank Redemption so many times right now. There there you go. There was one more for you. I gave you a little bonus Jonas there. Thank you. All right, going to move is on. Is it like Pazuzu 2, Electric Boogaloo? No. We're okay. going to move on from there to Weird Comics Facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. Hey, as we are talking uh, Watchmen this week, I thought I would go back to the origin of the Watchmen characters. I probably said this one before. Mm -hmm. I don't care. So the way these characters originated in Watchmen, there's a comic company called Charlton Comics. They went out of business and DC bought them. And Alan Moore said, hey, like these are for the most part, like kind of small potatoes characters. Uh, Their their big one was um, Captain Marvel slash Shazam. He's like, hey, I want to use these characters in this book. And they said, no, we have plans for them elsewhere. They've basically done nothing with most of these characters, but I will give you... Then he just said, okay, you just basically took those characters and just made them something different. Mm-hmm. So the ones he wanted to originally use, Dr. Manhattan 
is based off of Captain Adam, who's gone on to do some stuff. That'd be confused with Black Adam. No, no, Captain Adam. A-T-O-M. Silver has a kind of a red starburst on his chest. Very strong. Well, I think the starburst is probably a a diagram of an atom. I don't remember. No, it's not. I don't think so. No. Ozymandias uh, was originally the character Thunderbolt. What the hell has Thunderbolt ever done, I ask you? The answer is I can't think of a single damn thing. I think of Thundercats when I hear Thunderbolt. Or that ride at the fair. Uh, this character they have done quite a bit with. Uh, Did you ever ride the Thunderbolt? I don't remember. No, it's like the one that kind of like loops up and down. You're in a little thing that swings. You're talking about the zipper? No, that's different. That goes up and down. I've never actually ridden the zipper. Oh, I've done that many times. I feel like I'd be terrified to be in the zipper because it looks like it's held together very... The last time I did it, I was just trying to like not lose change in my pockets. But God damn it. I was there for that, I believe, right? Uh, yeah, you probably the were. The Lobster Festival in uh, yeah. Rockland, yeah. Yep. Uh, Rorschach was based on the question. They have done a lot with the question. Question's cool. He's a detective, but he literally doesn't have a face. Yes. He looks cool. I like the question. Uh, Night Owl was based on Blue Beetle. Which, to be fair, they have done stuff with Blue Beetle. There's a movie coming out, I believe, about the Blue it's Beetle. It's already out. Oh, wow. There you go. <clears throat> uh, Silk Spectre was based on Nightshade. Another character I ask, what the hell has that character ever done? In this other one, only until very recently have they started doing stuff with uh, him again. Uh, the comedian is based off of Peacemaker. Oh, I love Peacemaker. <laughs> there you go. Those are all their Charlton Comics counterparts where Alan Moore just said, screw it, I'm going to give him new names and a paint job. I like it. And then he made The Watchmen. Mm. By the way, did you see this tweet? Because it also kind of all t- dovetails in. Uh, our friend, Sound Guy, retweeted a tweet. Alan Moore making Rorschach's mask, a picture of two guys having sex, remains one of the boldest design choices in comic book history. <laughs> Great. Uh, Which, I mean, it's a Rorschach test. You see what you see. That's the joke. Yes, I... I was explaining it for for the people who didn't get it. Because now someone's going to go Google Rorschach and be like, that doesn't look like two men having sex. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying. So from the question to the question of who's going to win the Super Bowl, it's time for Jared Sports Report. Yes, let's go. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk. But there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. Welcome back to... Jared Sports Reports with a bell and everything. Why the hell did you say it? Like, what are you setting up? Nothing. I just... just, just make, is... Welcome back to Easy Listening here on Jared Sports Reports. I do love some easy listening. We are going to I've be actually been talking this week um, about backup quarterbacks. That's true. The Patriots did uh, did sign a new backup that quarterback. That was you. Yeah. Oh. That was you with your easy listening. Oh. I mean... Get energized. I've been really listening to more like Jimmy Buffett recently. <gasps> What's up, Kirby? Kirby's here. Kirby wants the inside information. All right. NFL season kicks off officially this week on Thursday night. Chiefs are in action, and they might be without Travis Kelsey. He hyperextended his knee in Ooh. practice, today being Tuesday the 5th. Today's Tuesday the 5th, yes, right? Yes, today is Tuesday the 5th. Yes, happy so, birthday, Mom. Yeah. Oh, well, happy birthday, Karen. Why are you waving? She uh, can't see you. But she could feel the wave. <laughs> Stop waving at my mother. It's implied. Be good to your mother. So the Chiefs open up the season. Patriots, of course, it's Tom Brady week. They're going to honor Tom Brady before their season opening game Sunday afternoon against the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm sure that you are excited to hear my predictions. I just got a couple of quick uh, cleanup things. Jack Jones, remember him? He's the guy who got in trouble for allegedly having a loaded gun in his luggage. Oh, yes, I do. Yes. uh, Well, just breaking news this afternoon. He is. There will be no charges. The DA have dropped the charges. He agreed to some kind of a deal. Uh, they dropped the charges. Uh, he has 48 hours of community service and one year pre-trial probation. So uh, he'll be on probation for a little bit 
the only thing, the only hang-up that might prevent him from playing uh, anytime immediately is the league will have to finish their investigation or they'll now probably conduct an investigation uh, since the legal investigation is over. He may be in violation of the league's um, player conduct policy, so we'll see if there's any fines and or suspension handed out from the league, but his legal troubles are essentially over, so good news for Jack Jones and the Patriots. Kind of some clarity as to what his availability, a little more clarity, I should say, until the league rules on that. All right, here we go. NFL predictions. All right. Some things that I think are going to be that could happen this season. I think Mac Jones has a bounce back year. I really believe that. Bill O'Brien coming back to the Patriots has put them in a position where they will finish above 500. In fact, I even say, even though their schedule is the toughest or one of the top three toughest in the NFL, I think the defense is going to round into form. I think they win double digit games and I think they make the playoffs as a wild card. I don't know if that's my high hopes. You know, you got to have high hopes up in the sky hopes. That's enough of that. Yes. So I think the Patriots, they at least win double-digit games, and they I think the AFC is competitive. I think the AFC East is going to be one of the more competitive divisions in football, so that'll be a lot of fun to watch on a weekly basis. When it comes down to it, in the AFC championship game, though, I think it is going to be the Chiefs and the Bengals. Part of me really wants to pull on the bull, uh, the um the Bills cape and 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 kind of uh, attach my star to them. I just I don't know. It could be Bengals Bills, but I think the Bengals are definitely going to be the AFC rep, one of the AFC teams in the championship game. Kind of comes down to Chiefs and Bills. I think the AFC playoffs are going to be wild and off the hook. Don't sleep on the Ravens either, but the Bengals I think are going to win the AFC championship. They're going to get back to the Super Bowl, even though Joe Burrow's injured here in the first part of the year. I think that the Bengals will be very, very tough down the stretch. So I think the Bengals will be the AFC representative in the Super Bowl. Other teams of consideration in that discussion, in no particular order. Actually, we'll go um, we'll go alphabetical order: Bills, Chiefs, and Ravens also in that discussion. But I think it's ultimately the Bengals that get there. AFC, uh, NFC Final Four, you're going to have, I was going to try and alphabet, alphabetize it in my head, but I was like, well, 49ers. So I go with the number because numbers can be four letters. Uh, I think you have the 49ers, Cowboys, the Eagles. I'm trying to like rectify in my head who that fourth NFC team might be in that kind of conversation, but we're going to ultimately say it's going to come down to the Eagles and the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. I think the Eagles get to the Super Bowl, and I think the Eagles win it. I think they were very close last year against a tough and talented Chiefs team. The 49ers could really throw a wrench in things. The 49ers have one of the best defenses in the entire league. Can they stay healthy the entire year? But I think it's going to be an Eagles Bengals Super Bowl. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be, a, I know we're kind of due for a blowout. It's been a little bit, but I think it's going to be kind of an all timer Super Bowl. I think the Eagles do just nudge out the Bengals. But All right. I don't know. I'm a big AFC guy. You know what? Screw it. We're going Bengals. Bengals are going to beat the Eagles here in the Super Bowl. Because you don't want to hear that song? Yeah. I don't want to hear Fly <laughs> Eagles Fly. Because I have flashbacks to when they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl. But I wouldn't be surprised again. You know, Keep in mind, consideration-wise, on the NFC side of things, Cowboys, I think, are going to be really good. I think it could be a banner year for Dak Prescott. Uh, I feel like the Cowboys are just kind of poised to have uh, an explosive year. Also in the AFC, don't sleep on the Jaguars. I think third year for um, third year now for uh, Trevor Lawrence. You know, Travis Etienne had a pretty decent season last year. He's going to help complement that offense. I think the Jaguars are certainly a team that's going to maybe take that next step and win a playoff game. 
I kind of would like to see a Patriots-Jaguars playoff game. I think that'd be kind of interesting. But again, on the NFC side of things, I think it's the Eagles over the 49ers in the NFC championship game. Cowboys are knocking on the door there as well. So there you go. All right. Bengals over Eagles. But I reserve the right to change my mind in February. <laughs> hey, FIBA's going on. You can't say you're pulling up your NFL stuff anymore because you just said it. <sighs> I was just checking out FIBA. Who gives a shit about FIBA? The world. Not really. The NFL starts on Thursday. Yeah, but this is done on Sunday. This past Sunday? No, no. It'll be finishing up Sunday morning. Yeah, you know how many people are going to be watching that over the NFL? Probably the world. Not true. The world cares. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. If the world cared, then they would not suck at basketball. (laughs) Yeah, uh, USA lost to Lithuania, but it didn't matter because they were already in the quarterfinals and just straight up did not try. (laughs) Then compared to today, they blew out Italy by like almost 40 points. It was embarrassing. (laughs) Are you so as a man with dual citizenship? Are you disappointed as an Italian citizen, or are you excited as an American citizen? I mean, oh boy, they got their asses beat. So you're kind of more on the USA, USA. Ah, so it's convenient to be American now. Uh, we don't know who they're going to play yet, uh, based on games that are happening tomorrow. But yeah, this all wraps up on Sunday. We'll see if the United States, with you know, you say <laughs> we like I have, I'm going to watch this. Why not? Why won't you turn on a championship game on a Sunday morning? Drink some coffee. Enjoy yourself. Watch some basketball. Watch America. See if they become the world champions. Can I be honest and tell you why? Because I have fantasy football and NFL preview shows to watch before I spend the day at a celebration, which I'll miss the Patriots season opener. So fuck FIBA. Harsh take. Yes. I mean, the free throw line is wide at the bottom. It looks like a keyhole. I don't like it. They use a weird multicolored ball. I like the FIBA rules more in general. Less a little more freedom of play. Get to do more stuff around the rim that would be called goaltending in uh, the U.S. True, or you know, or in the NBA. Yes. So yeah, we'll see. Be done on Sunday. Hopefully, yeah. Freedom of play. Wins. I mean, it looks really easy when you're playing. Like, no offense to any other countries, but you just don't have the same caliber of basketball talent as we do in America. I am tomorrow, which is also to be fair. This is kind of one of those weird things I've always said about like no other country. Well, obviously. You have Canadian football, but outside of like the United States and Canada, like football is not really exist. There used to be like NFL Europe, but when you think about like global sports, the United States really good at basketball, but there aren't like generational talents coming from America as far as soccer is concerned. The rest of the world, all kinds of talents in soccer, and soccer is such a major sport. America's not that great at it, although I guess we're we're decent at it. I suppose I don't know. I think. The numbers that I saw, this is a couple of years ago, it's like the most popular sport in the world is football for everyone else, then basketball, and then American football. But the most popular sport in America, by far and away, is football, American football. Yeah. It just blows all the other sports out of the water. You're taking this personally. I'm just saying that American football, real- like a lobster that got boiled and didn't die in the process. Like, they took you out halfway. It's true. I do have a pretty- <laughs> I am like, it's a weird feeling to have a sunburn and you sweat and the salt in your sweat kind of exacerbates the burning sensation. you're still cooking. Oh, yes, I am. I am indeed. But that will do it for that. I'd rather be a lobster than have crabs. Great. I don't know. One of them is just a shampoo. Head and shoulders. Knees and toes. (laughs) No, no, no. All right, we're going to move on from there. Talking Ahsoka. So you're saying the universe created a sitcom starring two Avengers? Nope, we're screaming at streaming. So let's not waste another minute. Settle in, sharpen your pencils, and check this out. This didn't do much to endear me to the show. No. It was short, 
and then it just stopped. It was really weird. That was a weird ending. It, it just stopped. Yes, it was a very was like, mm. that wasn't an ending. No, it was just a okay. We're all done now. Yeah, hope you had fun. No. I full disclosure, I watched it a week ago on Tuesday, like when it came out. Totally forgot everything. That's how memorable it was. Uh, there was a, they trained a little bit. They're like, hey, remember this thing? Oh, that's right. From they the original with Star like, Wars. They trained with wooden sticks. Yeah, and she kept kind of moving around. And how am I supposed? I how am I supposed to fight? I can't see in this. Then thing. she tried to move a coffee cup. Yeah, couldn't do that. And then they showed a reaction shot of the coffee cup just sitting there. I'm like, I think that coffee cup's gonna do. You win this <laughs> round. You win this round, coffee cup. And then there's a space battle, and that's it. Yeah, and the the person that's hanging out with the the gray Jedi totally has to be Ezra. I, I don't know. I don't know rebels. It could be anyone. That's true. They also discover the hyperspace ring and the are getting ready to go to a different galaxy to i am grand admiral throng i'm starting to have thrang thong thron oh thron okay not thong i'm starting to have a concern about the show knowing that now they do have a plan of okay we're gonna do this and a couple other things and it's all leading up uh, to the culmination of this stuff in this live action movie and i'm getting to the point with the show like we're almost halfway through it and it's like are you guys just gonna barely show thrawn at the very end is this all just set up for the movie does this not is the show not going to really exist independently on its own similar but different than the loki stuff where it was really well, kind of like are you getting that marvel problem of all we're doing is setup mm. which i was like it kind of does feel in that way. Which then, if you don't watch the setup when you watch the movie, you're going to be confused as to like, what the hell happened? Yeah. I, d- I don't know, but I'm I'm not having a, a good feeling about the show and kind of the direction it's going, and even like the direction of now the other Star Wars shows, if we're all just going to be playing, like setting up the pieces for the movie. Mm. Are we looking at a potential dropping of reviewing the show? Or are we going to see if action happens well, this week? No, I'll keep going with it. I mean, there's nothing else going on, so... So good. Yeah, I mean, I, that's literally what I have to say about the show. Like, it, I'm, it's not bad. It's just fine, and I don't know what's going on. Yeah, again, I think, like we have mentioned before, the problem that this show has is the volume of homework for a casual Star Wars fan, or even a moderate Star Wars fan who never got into the TV stuff, and you're like, hmm, or the animated stuff, I should say. Well, it's even crazy. I don't even know how you define Star Wars, like, because I've heard like the term like casual like fans run around. It's like I know that old shit like inside and out. Yeah. So, like, but I don't know like this new stuff. It's like, do you have that delineation of like I'm a George Lucas purist or everything like outside of it? I don't know. I don't know how you really detail like what counts as like being. I'm a J.J. Abrams Star Wars guy. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't really know how you describe like almost like level of Star Wars fandom because. Again, I think the biggest problem with this show was it requires you to have like 300 hours of previous knowledge. Yeah. All right. I'm going to move on from there to everybody's favorite director, Zack Snyder, and his adaptation of Watchmen from 2009. I'm the best there is at what I do. But what I do best isn't very nice. It's time for an Editor's Note podcast review. Well, well, well. Here we are again, Mr. Snyder. <laughs> we meet again, sir. We meet again. Um, I'm going to go into this thing. I actually like this movie. I... <laughs> to make it just... <laughs> to get rid of that ambiguous thing. Yeah, like, I like it overall. Yeah, I think in, in general, I think once the movie kind of gets some traction and gets going, it's not it's not too, too bad. It's enjoyable. I, I don't like it... the color correction on this movie. I think it looks pretty ugly. Like, in he... Snyder does this with a lot of his movies, just like that weird kind of like CG sheen on everything. It, even if it's not CG stuff, kind of like the J.J. Abrams lens flare. 
kind of his mo- signature piece. Mostly fine with that, though. I think for me, the film tries to be like a film noir, but it's not really a film noir. Yeah, and um, what, does that make sense? What version of this movie did you watch? I watched the the first one I could click on on HBO Max. <laughs> okay, or sorry, just Max, not HBO Max. <laughs> So that probably was the theatrical one. Yes. Because there's been a bunch. When this came out, like Warner Brothers was pushing this so hard, there was the theatrical one. And then there was the, the extended cut. And then there was the even extendeder cut. I don't know if it needed to be extended. The movie's almost three hours long. Yeah, they just kept on tacking on It's stuff. like, what, 245 or something like that? Yeah, I think uh, the director's cut, I think that's the one that I have, is like roughly three. And then there's a totally other cut that has animated segments in it so um they bring back all of the comic book like uh, curse of the black pearl and they intercut that within the movie and it's very jarring and doesn't really work also voiced by gerard butler i was close 140 uh 243 is the runtime of the theatrical cut the uncut version is 186 minutes oh wait sorry correction 215 the ultimate cut 215 minutes because they added that whole extra like movie in there of gerard butler being a pirate yeah, that's unnecessary. Yeah, it's all, it's very jarring to have only seen that version once. I'm like, yeah, that's enough. Yeah. I'll stick with my director's cut or whatever, whenever I watch this movie again. I don't know. Uh, did you also notice in the credits, because Alan Moore uh, hates all adaptations, it just says, uh, based on the comic co-created by Dave Gibbons. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> Hilarious. But he still gets paid for it. No, he turns it down. Really? He does not get paid for this. Oh, wow. He doesn't want anything to do with it. I like the opening credits quite a bit. Yes. Of getting the Minutemen in there and like doing like their whole histories and going over um Bob Dylan. I like a lot of the musical choices in here. Not all of them, but overall it's it's a pretty good soundtrack. I was gonna say the of soundtrack ne- is needle drops. The soundtrack is very, very good, I think. For the movie. I mean, yeah, very, very good. I think it's probably like really too uh too much exemplariness to it, but I think it's a very the the music works in this. Of course we get the typical Zack Snyder Hallelujah in there. Can't, can't have a Zack Snyder movie about Hallelujah. That was his daughter's favorite song. Yes. But yeah, uh, yeah, Leonard Cohen's song is in there. Mm-hmm. Um, the costumes mostly look really good. I don't like a couple of them. I don't really like um, Silk Spectre's costume. And I kind de- of feels X-Men-y with the color palette and the way it looks. And I definitely don't like um, Ozymandias' costume compared to the comic, which is like much more like uh, cloth and very much looks like a, kind of a Roman hint to it. And yes. I get that this is supposed to be like satirizing like comic book movies where like that's why he has like literally like the nipples on his suit and like the sculpted armor. Like I get what you're doing, but I still don't like it. No. <laughs> but the other like Rorschach looks great. That mask moving is awesome. Rorschach is fantastic in this. Night Owls looks good. Night Owl 2. <laughs> yes, I'm aware. No, I just I'm being. Oh, so you didn't get to see you, you and so in your version you get to see the one where um they beat Hollis Mason to death. No, I I didn't see that. The original Night Owl? Yeah. Oh, he gets fucked up. Oh, they yeah, he gets beaten to death. Oh, that's not good. No. No, not he, for him. He has a bad time, mostly with the being beaten to death by uh the top knots. I don't know the top knots. Those are the gang where they all literally have like a little man bun. Oh, okay. Well, that's even like insult to injury. Get beat to death by people with man buns. <laughs> yes. And I mean obviously like Ozymandias looks good. It's like bodybuilder yeah body when everything i mean you know he's glowing in blue works i enjoy the way that like the different vignettes to it it i know it wasn't non-linear storytelling but there was kind of a pulp fictiony feel that each character kind of had a segment of the movie that was their own little mini movie within the movie to kind of like tie everything together yeah and that kind of plays with like how the comic is laid out it was just like okay now we're gonna tell john's story now exactly so it did have that episodic comic book feel to it 
they didn't really, I feel like, do enough to dive into the Hatch Act, I believe. Whatever the act is that outlaws you having masks. Yeah. Is I mean, it the Hatch Act? Yeah, there's a lot. Of, and mm. the, the book has a lot of, um, like, you know, TV news talking. Expulsatory to it. Yeah. So there's that piece to it. I'm trying to think of the vignette that I kind of like the most. The uh, Night Owl 2 stuff was kind of cool. The Dr. Manhattan stuff was kind of... Mm? I know that this is going to sound weird, but my favorite, um, it it's all comes down to just like, I think it's performed well. My favorite one in here is the comedian. Like, I think Jeffrey Dean Morgan kills it in this. Oh, he's so good. Yes. But it's it's such a weird thing to say. Like, you know who I really like? The comedian. Yeah, who's an absolute <laughs> piece of shit. Yeah, you know that rapist murderer. He was my favorite one. But yes. Jeffrey Dean Morgan is just, he's so good in this. And I think this is kind of, I mean, I definitely seen him in stuff before, but I feel like this is kind of the thing that kind of put him on a, the map as an oh, actor. Yeah. 100%. Versus being like a guy who's just kind of like a, you know, a character actor. But the way he kind of like ages up through the movie too. Yeah, and they do some pretty good prosthetics. Like when he gets that scar and stuff, like that's all good looking. Oh, 100% good looking. I do love the scene. I thought it was a really good like thought scene. Like, I don't know. I found Dr. Manhattan generally to be very disconnected, which I guess is accurate to the comic because I didn't really fully read the comic. If memory, if, if you've been a longtime listener of the show back in the old days, you know that I... I fucked up back in the day. <laughs> you got confused. I yeah, uh, I tried to pretend I did something and I picked the wrong thing to be an expert, pretend expert on. I learned right quick that you can't fake watchman knowledge. <laughs> but I under like I do kind of remember like Dr. Manhattan was kind of like, I just see and experience things on such a different plane that I really don't give a shit about your human experiences. But when they're in in the bar and comedian shoots the pregnant Vietnamese woman and he like calls out Dr. Manhattan and be like <laughs> you could have stopped this. Yeah, this is on you. You could have stopped this. And it does kind of lay the groundwork for Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> you don't give a shit. Yes. Like Dr. Manhattan kind of saves the world a little bit, but not really because I don't know. But you also can have a better understanding of like Ozymandias being the world's smartest man. And then I like that line, you could be the smartest man on the cinder. <laughs> so, I will go into um my least favorite thing about this, which I am not going to blame on the performance. I think the performance is excellent. Mm -hmm. uh, Jackie Earl Haley is uh, Rorschach. I think what he looks exactly like the role. Yes. And he performs it very, very well. The big mistake of this movie is I think Zack Snyder thinks he's very cool. <laughs> and he's not supposed to be cool. He's a mentally ill homeless man with fringe Republican beliefs who's just a maniac. I did He's love, not supposed to be cool. I did He's love, supposed to be a smelly hobo. Yeah, because I remember in the comic, it he never directly, you never see Warshak directly say, I'm not locked in here with you, you're locked in here with me. No, he said, that's definitely in the book. Oh, it's in the book, but it wasn't him who says it. It was one of the prison guards saying, this is what he said. Or maybe it was like two separate no, panels in which he, it. it gets repeated. But that whole scene, like I love that when he just... I will go grab my fucking watch. I see it right God. there. I Yes, I believe you that he... He's. It's mentioned more than once in the book, I believe. But that I love that line. That like, but also like, give me my face. <laughs> That's um. That is a pretty good action scene when he beats up all the cops. Oh God. There's there, some. I do really like the shot when I'm. He's gonna go kill Mickey from Seinfeld. Oh yeah. And just with the bathroom door swinging. Yeah. You just see. Exactly. I have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> but they're just you know Night Owl and Silk Spectre are just standing there waiting for it to finish. But he's like uh, good beans. There is some rugged violence, like when Night Owl breaks the dude's arm. Yeah, and that happened. I went ah. I also like this movie tries to tell me that Patrick Wilson is out of shape. They go out, they, like they try because he's supposed to be like, like kind of paunchy in the book yeah. and whatnot. But like for as hard as they try to make Patrick Wilson look out of shape, 
he no, doesn't. No, he's <laughs> he's relatively well well put together. I would say from a physical standpoint. Do you know who was originally supposed to direct this movie? And it would have been wild. Who? Terry Gilliam. That would have been absurd. That would have like crossed over into the surreal. Apparently, uh, Zack Snyder's been quoted in the past as saying like part of why I like directed this movie was like to save it from it being directed by him. Not not word for word, but close to that. And now for something completely different. He's done weird stuff like uh, Twelve Monkeys, and he's done weird things before. But yeah, he I, don't what, I don't know what that version of the movie would have been, but it would have been wacky. Doctor Manhattan comes back. He's like, I'm not quite dead. I don't. You know, he did more than just comedy. Yeah, I know. And the big elephant in the room with this is the ending. Mm. In the original Watchmen comic, Ozymandias using all of the scientists. I also like Bubastis in this. Mm. Just a random side note. It's a big old weird cat. Yes. But Dr. Manhattan, all those scientists, they they create a gigantic squid that appears that it's come from space and it just destroys Manhattan. Kills everyone. Like, oh, it's a big bloody mess. Yeah. So Dr. Manhattan is not the enemy at the end of the book. No. And I gotta be honest, I like the change. I like that it connects back to one of the characters. Mm-hmm. I think it's a logical choice. Look, I like a big fake space squid. It looks <laughs> goddamn ridiculous, and I love some ridiculous in my comics. But tying it back to one of the characters who could be a nuclear threat. I'm like, Yes, the most powerful being on the planet. I'm like, shit, that works. It works for me. Yeah. And then, the- and, I, and I know some people were, that was the most divisive part of the movie, and some people hate that. I gotta tell you, I think it works. I do like the scene, like, I'm very disappointed in you. And he reaches down through the glass ceiling and almost grabs it, you know, tries to grab Ozymandias. Yeah, that's in the book, too. It is in the book. I also like the... Um, it's a fairly faithful adaptation, except for that last bit. Yeah. No but, big squid. But I also like the... It didn't change the overall ending for War for Warshak. Warshak. No, it just blows him the hell up. Yeah. But he, like, continues to have his, like, zero compromise. Like, people need to know that this is what really happened. And everyone's like, well, world peace just happened. And you're going to try and upset the balance of it. But yeah. I love the ending, too. Like, it also dropping fits off in. his diary. Yeah, yeah, dropping off the diary. But it doesn't give, like, the full... The diary would be incomplete with the knowledge of what Ozymandias did. Or in the book, what Ozymandias and Dr. Manhattan and the scientists did. Yeah, so there's... um. It's an interesting ending because then you also have to question, like, well, okay, is anyone actually going to, even if they publish this, like, is anyone going to believe this? It'd be like, you know, if the National Enquirer published this stuff, would everyone go like, oh, man, this upsets society? Or would everyone go like, this is from a loony bin paper, we don't care. But it is interesting that kind of Dr. Manhattan's goal was to prevent, are they like, we need you to stop nuclear war? And it, like you said, it's a logical choice to tie it back into him because he does eventually... In his in a roundabout way, prevent nuclear war by becoming the enemy, and then he's like, "Well, I can just go off and do spaceship because, well, that's what I wanted to do anyway." Look at my big space castle. Yeah, especially after he destroys all of the reporters. Yeah, I like that. I like John uh, showing. I like the yeah, like tearing John down. Like, oh hey, you remember your old girlfriend? Yeah. Well, you gave her cancer. You gave everyone cancer. Yeah, which is funny because Silk Spectre didn't get cancer from his blue penis. Made it this far in. I did love that scene where he's working as well at the same time as trying to have sexual intercourse. Yeah. It's like a threesome. And also there's another guy over there doing science. Yes. But the threesome is people that have like multiple appendages. Yeah. I mean, it's all just him. Yeah. No, entertaining movie, a bit on the violent side, but I mean, so was the book. So yeah, it's not supposed to be, you know, this isn't like your daddy's superhero movie. No, this one's bloody and real. Yeah. It has a, giant blue guy it does have a giant blue guy who can blow you up with his fingers it's true he can just think a thought and you're done and a weird genetically altered cat yes 
which belongs to the smartest man on the cinder. No, I think it's, you know, even if you're not a comic book fan and you like kind of, I don't want to say it's out there, but if you like kind of a grittier kind of movie, I think that's it. And like I said, it acts like it wants to be. I mean, obviously, I know that the the book both opens and closes with a comedian died tonight in New York. Oh, and now we have uh, an animated movie coming. We'll see how that is. Like, as far as adaptations go, I generally like this one. It's pretty close. Like, if you want to, I don't know, Watchmen is a property that, for the most part, should be left alone. Like, comics have proven that with, like, trying to bring stuff back. Overexposing this movie when it came out. It also had one of those annoying fucking motion comics that you could buy for, like, another $20 on Blu-ray. And They also had, like, didn't that lead to a before Watchmen series, too? And yeah, there was a comic. Some other stuff. And yeah, it, it's a property that mostly should be left alone. As far as an adaptation goes, it's like, yeah, this is a good companion to the book. I mm -hmm. like it. I don't, I kind of want to leave Watchmen behind, though. Like, there's a reason it stands out for being, like, so good and so unique. And, mm. like, I, I don't want to dilute the product as much as um, people seem tempted to do that. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I like the movie, though. I, I legitimately do for as much as, you know, I make fun of Zack Snyder fans and I don't like a number of his movies. It's a good one. I like it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Take that, Snyder Bros. I agree with you. Wow. On this specific movie. Do you feel that? Is it getting cold on the floor? Is hell freezing over? <laughs> Did you also notice the little 300 reference? Yeah, on the uh, the door of the yeah. uh, hotel room. Yeah. Or it wasn't the hotel room. It was uh, his apartment. apartment. Yeah. I wasn't going to correct you, but yes. Yes. No, I noticed that right away. Mm, 300. Know that. I saw that movie. Yes. Yeah, pretty good. I like it. There you go. All right, going to move on from there to your questions. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God, this is always dead. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. If you want to ask us your own questions, you can send them into editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. It's that simple. It's the question, now that school's back in session, why is the why is summer here? Yeah, heat wave. Mm, a tropical heat wave. Uh, no, this is a pretty easy question i didn't feel like i needed to prep you ahead of time okay cool uh if you're just starting to get into star trek what is a good starting point Ooh, i think the easy one here is just to say strange new worlds hmm. for a number of reasons one it has modern sensibilities two it captures like the episodic nature of what made a lot of like the older trek work and three there's not that much of it there's 20 episodes right now that are out there hmm. if i were just you don't really need to know a lot about it except that you need to know that pike is gonna and has had a vision that he's gonna end up in a little bleep bloop box Yes. After he gets his face melted. Well, In happens. the future. Um, having watched Strange New Worlds now, or at least the second season of it, I can see how that would definitely, that definitely would work. Discovery definitely not. I mean, the other stuff, it's like you just have to be used to the sensibilities. Even like Next Gen is hard to break into because that show doesn't get good until season three. So you're going to slog through like 43 mediocre episodes. But I also feel like, because I actually have been digging and like doing some rewatching of stuff. There's some really, I forgot some of the really good episodes in season three. I think, and I feel like if you wanted to jump into Star Trek, you could jump in Next Generation season three. And then if you like, mm, I have an appetite for this, you could kind of go back and watch seasons one and two. It, like it's nice, to, it's fun to see how far along it came. From the beginning to then, I think like mid like mid season next generation is not a bad season three and season four are probably the two best seasons of next generation. I think three, four, and seven, five, and six are still solid. Yeah, I mean 
you also have to like be used to like a you know a late 80s early 90s sensibility so if like you, you don't have like the patience for that that's why i'm sick with strange new worlds is a good jumping on point and then you can kind of expand from there like oh i want to see what happens with like the screw or even um the movies if you skip the first movie like if you just jump straight into wrath yeah the first movie is just mostly glory shots of the enterprise with the same theme over and over so and slow. over again yeah nothing really great occurs from yeah and there's kind that of that movie. trilogy of movies in there of two three and four they have a nice little arc they do have a nice little arc but i also like if you really want to dive into trek too you could probably do the even number movie sequence no because then you have to oh then you search have to go- for spock Oh, that's right. I don't fully believe it. I know people like to say that, but I don't fully believe in that theory. Search for Spock isn't horrible, but it's not. Yeah, but you're not going to go from two to four. That's true. I guess you got to go two, three, four. Go two, three, four, six. Yeah, run the hell away from five. Yeah, unless you like Yosemite National Park looking like painted styrofoam and ski boots that... I don't want to talk about that movie. <laughs> row, row, I don't want to talk about that scene. Uh, scenes. A marshmallow. Oh, God, that's a fucking awful movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the secret to these beans is Tennessee whiskey. Like, Tennessee still exists. Whiskey still exists in the future. Why wouldn't it? San Francisco does. That's a very good point. Also, there's some incongruities to, like, some of the Star Trek, like, law. Like, Romulan and Ale, illegal. Why is it on a starship, and why is it in the galley being served? Hmm? I mean, those... At diplomatic functions, nonetheless. And the reboot movie series is pretty easy to jump into you don't really have to have any prior knowledge there that's also not a bet yeah that would be a the, pretty good jumping in point the, too. Those are two decent movies i don't really like the middle one that much but it's not like it's awful either also like star trek first contact if you want to see if you have an appetite for next generation stuff first contact is a you don't need i don't know i think you have to have a lot of prior knowledge eh, going into that one i don't know if you need a ton of prior knowledge i mean yeah you need to have that Knowledge that Picard was, you know, abducted by the Borg and everything, but you can kind of pick up on that as the movie goes along. I don't know. I feel like to say to give a different answer, I think Star Trek: Next Generation season three. All right. Well, that's it for this week. All right. Well, if you enjoyed the show, go to Patreon.com/slash Editors Note Comics. A dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. Plus, you get access to stuff behind the paywall, including stuff about. Well, are you like Buffy? We have stuff behind there. By we, I mean mostly Zach, because I don't. I know that you know Buffy was a TV show, and uh, there you go. Thanks. Plus, you also get Pod to the Dark Tower. It's uh, Zach and Emily's retrospective on the Dark Tower series by Stephen King, which Zach has almost read all of his entire catalog. Mm. Yes. Not all of it. One came out today. Get on that shit. I got my delivery girl out. What, you have, do you have a delivery girl? you have a courier? Yeah, it's just my wife. Oh, okay. You have, you have somebody that works for you, like your home office. Is she the mail girl? Does she go to the mail room and get the mail for you? Well, today she's bringing me home a book. Oh, well, good for her. All right, let's wrap this up. Uh, yeah, so you got that, plus uh, Pod to the Dark Tower, some episodes out on that. You can also interact with the show. Again, email us, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com, plus rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. And, of course, you can also find Zach on the social medias. Look for him on X at Ed's Note Comics. Or just look up the Just look up Editor's Note Comics, yeah, on X. Yeah, mm-hmm. You're there, too. At Junior Rich, get ready for a full season NFL tweets, baby. Uh, maybe don't follow him. <laughs> no, follow me, please. I need the I need the internet clout. I want to increase my digital footprint. Ugh, the last thing I want to do. I need a girthy internet footprint. Uh, that's not how I want to end this. You made it bad. Sorry. I'm going to make it great next week with my favorite movies, 50 through 26. Wait, you're doing 50? Oh, do you want me to narrow it down to a <laughs> top 25 now? Yes, I didn't. I thought that was you were playing. You're like, I can't do 50. Oh, I, I had I had a... I'm going through what you found. Like I, you said, and I was like, oh, that can't be the case. 
It's been hard to get it down to 50. All right. Well, I guess we'll find out next week what we're doing. All right. Well, let's find out together, kids. We're going to learn about me. All right. See you next week. Me. Bye-bye. I'm watching you. Nope. Not the thing.